Welcome listeners to the Lost for Life podcast, where you'll be joining a girl on her journey to discovering the depths of emotional intelligence. This is your host, Tennessee Reed. Welcome back, everyone. It's so great to have you on another week of this podcast and listening and learning. It's so fun to make these. My husband, Jake, is co-hosting this again with me, my favorite type of episodes. He has done them in the past, and we just have so much fun doing them. So the last couple months, we have been training together for an ultra marathon. We really wanted to do one this spring or summer, so we've been training really, really hard to do that. And part of our training, we decided to do a actual marathon race this last weekend as part of our training. Um, So we kind of just wanted to recap on that because it was quite an adventure. Jake, what was like the hardest part of the whole race? Honestly, let's let's hear the recap. Well, this race was nuts. And like Tennessee said, we weren't even planning really on doing this till like a couple of weeks before. It was just fit in perfectly. One of our friends was doing it and we said, oh, this fits in perfectly with our training schedule, a 26 mile run. Yeah, I'll just sign up and do it at the marathon. Um, and so it wasn't really on our radar till a little before. Then we kind of got excited about it. But um No, this race, this was difficult. And for me, the difficultness started about three weeks before. Um, We just finished a 47-mile week with a 21-mile run on Saturday. And then that same Saturday, it was the day Carolina beat Duke, go heels. And so I had to walk maybe like six or seven miles I spent walking that day, like to and from the basketball game, around everywhere. Um... And I'm pretty sure I got a stress fracture in my left navicular bone in my foot. It's just a weird bone in your foot that doesn't really get a lot of blood supply, so it takes forever to heal. And so then that Monday, I tried to run again, just like a little cool down run after the 21 miler on Saturday. And I made it like a quarter mile. I'm like, my foot really hurts. And so I stopped, tried again a couple days later, hurt. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to want to run this marathon, I can't run, like, I need a rest. So I didn't run for three weeks before the marathon, which really set me back a lot, I think. I was, yeah, my body was not conditioned for it. But anyways, I'm just praying that my foot is gonna, like, be okay during this race. And so literally, no joke, a quarter mile into the marathon, the pain in the foot came back. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be a long race. And so I thought, like, okay, we got our ultra marathon signed up in four weeks is when we're scheduled to run it. Even if I just stop right now and leave the race, there's no way my foot would be better in time for the ultra marathon. And so I'm like, I'm just going to give it everything I have. Like, I'm going to be out anyways. Might as well go out with a bang. And so, yeah, I felt every step of that marathon. (laughs) But so then, like, my foot hurt so bad every time it came in contact with the ground. I had to, like, adjust the way it, like, struck the ground kind of had to change my gait a little and that really screwed up my knees so then like my knees were aching and like at mile six like I couldn't even bend my right knee more than like 10 degrees so my whole stride was way thrown off I had to use like rely solely on my hip flexors to be able to like run like I wasn't bending my knees my foot was messed up and so then at like mile like 14 it felt like two bombs went off in both my hip flexors like my legs <laughs> were absolutely destroyed. I'm telling you I felt every step of that marathon. But somehow like I told myself I'm like I'm I'm finishing this like I'm doing good. My goal ahead of time was like a 4 hour under 4 hours. 
Um, but I was hanging with the 350 pacer group and I was feeling really good. My legs weren't feeling good, but like energy wise, I was feeling really good. Just hurt every single step. And so like, I was like waiting even till mile, like if I'm still feeling really good at mile 21, I'm going to try to make a move and catch the 340 pacer. Cause I like, I feel like I had a lot of juice in the tank still. Um, but then it was like mile like 20. That was a rough part. It just felt like just my whole legs just my knees were just wrecked and so i just had to walk for like half a mile at that point um which i was super bummed about because i was making a really good time and then um i asked like one of the cheerleaders on the side of the road anyone got any ibuprofen because my legs hurt so my knees hurt so bad and uh they yeah they said no and then like 10 seconds later this girl comes sprinting up to me like <laughs> were you, you just breathing is like so hard like were you the one that asked for the ibuprofen and like just gave me some and so then i i took that and then it started kicking in so at mile 23 i was able to then just go in and uh finish it out and finish strong i i, I got my goal of sub four um which i was happy about but yeah that whole that whole thing it was a it was a mental battle like it hurt like i wanted to stop at a quarter mile in like my foot hurt so bad and just the whole thing just every step ached but it was it was a good time <laughs> looking back it's always better to look back at it and be like oh yeah that was kind of fun in the moment <laughs> you're like this is literally hell even like, looking what? back i still don't know if it was fun I don't know, but it was like, I'm glad I did it. Clearly, we're laughing about it. No, I, the whole race, I knew that Jake's foot was not doing well, like, and I was just thinking about it the whole time, and I just, I knew Jake wasn't going to quit, like, I knew you weren't going to quit, so I just felt bad that you were hurting so much, because I knew you weren't going to stop, and even with a broken foot, you were still going to finish that race. It was literally in the hurt locker for four hours just getting chewed up and spit right back out by wilmington north carolina <laughs> but like wasn't it cool though like how many spectators there were like i always tell jake like it, i don't need a cheerleader to tell me i can achieve my dreams or not but like honestly that marathon taught me that it sure is nice to have some cheerleaders when you're like hurting and you're like this freaking sucks i have six more miles of this are you kidding like the cheerleaders are pretty nice yeah they they showed up they gave me ibuprofen but <laughs> no. no it was cool the 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 city wilmington they showed up for that race it was sweet there was like there were so many people like cheering yeah. you on. It was incredible. Like there was no, I think the longest stretch where there was nobody cheering was maybe three minutes. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. And when I say like people cheering, like I'm not talking about like one person on the side of the road going, you got it. I'm talking about like crowds of like 30 to 60 people with cowbells, like horn signs, the like whole frat, thing. Like, like frat houses, yeah. like boys and girls clubs. There were buses of people dropped off on the side of the road to cheer for us like it was insane like the city showed up it was incredible like i could honestly like i was trying so hard to stay focused because i didn't want to waste any energy like mental energy but like i could not help but smile at points when like everyone was losing their mind and i was like that is so sweet like that makes me want to go to races and just cheer for people because i have been there i've been hurting because like this is this is jake Jake's and I both first official race marathon. I've ra I've ran a couple of training marathons, but not race. So like we were pretty nervous. So to have the spectators there was 
really, really fun. And it, like, created such a fun atmosphere. Yeah, there were, I've, like, I've never done an official marathon. I've done, like, some official yeah. halves before. No one really on the side of the road. Like, a few people down at the finish line. But this, like, I'm telling you, it was insane the amount of, like, support and cheering you on the entire way. So, like, a lesson that I wanted to, like, apply to my life from this that I was thinking about while running was let's, like, cheer each other on. Like, yeah, we can be our own cheerleaders. We don't need people to tell us if we can achieve our dreams or not. But, like, also let's find our people and let's, like, encourage each other and praise each other for the accomplishments that we do do. Like, keep each other accountable and continue to cheer for each other because it really does help. Yeah, we don't need it. But it sure does feel good, and it sure does help. Yeah, I agree. And I like what I thought too was cool. Like, because I said I walked like half a mile or three quarters of a mile or some. Um, when I passed people, they didn't like make fun of me. They didn't like say, "Oh, you're weak, stay down," or what. Like that doesn't help anybody out. Or like getting, they didn't get mad at me for staying down. Where they said, "Oh, you got it. Like you can do it. Push it. Like you, you can keep going. Like you got it. Like." They, they didn't even tell me to, like, start running. They were even just saying, like, keep going, man. Like, you got it. And then they even, they gave me ibuprofen. They helped, <laughs> they helped me out. Like, but they were, even, like, when I was at my lowest, I was still getting encouraged. I, there was no discouragement going on. So, like, I, I agree with what you said. Like, even when we see people struggling, there's no point in, like, trying to make them feel worse or discourage them and or even, like, why aren't you running at, at Tennessee's pace? Or like, why aren't you start running it like faster? Run faster. It was, there was no, there was no run faster. It was just keep going. Don't give up was the encouragement. And I, I really like that. Something that I also thought was cool in the race was about mile 18, like actually mile 16, I started to feel it. Like I was, I was in the hurt locker at that point. And it was an out and back. So you're passing runners like going opposite directions. And at that point, I actually like started kind of like giving people thumbs up that were passing me, kind of clapping like you got this. Or if I ever passed a runner that like I knew was struggling, I was like, you got this, keep going. And I genuinely think that helped me run faster, like encouraging others and bringing others with you, kind of being that leader in a way that encouragement only helps you. Yeah, it probably took some energy from me, but I think it gave me energy. By serving others, I, I gained the energy to continue to push myself farther. And that's something I also like want to continue to apply in my life was when you bring others with you, it gives you energy and you actually perform better because you, you have something to work for, something bigger than yourself. Something A goal that's bigger than yourself always is going to make you more successful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you hear multiple times, like, if you're down or if you're struggling, the best way to fix yourself inwardly is to turn outwardly and help others. So, yeah, I agree 100%. So, Jake kind of shared his resilience story about the marathon. So, I guess it's time for me to share mine. (laughs) You guys, this was both of our first marathon races. And, like, we were – I was so nervous the night before. I don't know if Jake was or not. Were you? I wasn't. I wasn't nervous because I, like, I knew, like, it's it's just going to happen. Like, I wasn't, yeah. like, I knew, like, my goal, sub four, like, that's reasonable. I should be able to do it. Um, I think I was like, more nervous because, like, I have trained a marathon, like, in my training runs. I'm like, I knew what this was going to entail. Like, 
I, I knew I was going to be in the Hurt Locker, so I was just kind of like, <laughs> oh, this is going to suck so bad. I think I also, not having ran for three weeks before, True. I forgot how bad it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the mental capacity of just <laughs> continuing. So... I was really nervous the night before, but I actually slept pretty well. I was able, like, I think I was so nervous. I was just like, what the heck? Like, I don't even care anymore. I just am going to eliminate all expectations for myself. Like, and then I actually slept pretty good. So I was happy (laughs) that I was able to work through that in my mind, like kind of get over myself and be like, it is what it is. I'm running my own race. Like, it literally doesn't matter. Like, what other people think? Like, I'm just going to run my very best. It's me against me. Like, and that's what's so cool about a marathon. Anyway, so I slept pretty good. We woke up. It was utterly freezing at the finish line or the start line. Like, it was literally in the 30 degrees. Beautiful sunrise, though. We cannot skip the sunrise. It was gorgeous. But it was freezing (laughs) at 630 in the morning. And it was Jake and I both racing, so we couldn't, like, drop off our coat with, like, a spectator. Like, we were just in our racing gear, like just sitting there waiting to start. And it was so cold. So you're nervous, you're cold. I'm like, this is so miserable. I even took a video of myself, like right before the race. And I just did not look happy. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Anyway, so we're running the race. And I actually held a pretty steady pace the whole time. Um, but I actually felt pretty good the whole race. My biggest fear, which I'm sure other people also have this fear, I knew I was going to have to stop and use the restroom at some point with, what do they call them? The runner trots or something? I don't know. Anyway, I just I just knew my stomach was going to give out at some point because it's just so rough on your stomach. I actually looked it up. It's a lack of blood flow to your intestines, which causes a lot of disruption of anything flowing in the area. <laughs> so then you like have the runner trots. So... I actually didn't even end up having to use the restroom and I just continued on through. And at the beginning I was holding like an eight minute mile pace. And then I went down to a 7:30 mile pace and I was ahead of the 3:30 uh, pacer. And then by the end I saw the 3:20 pacer in front of me and I was like, let's get it. <laughs> and I passed her like 10 feet before the finish line. And like, it was such a good feeling, but I was in the absolute I told Jake I was in the Hurt Locker from mile 16 to 23 and mile 23 to 26. I was in absolute hell like because it was uphill too at the very end. The last couple miles was uphill and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is some. (laughs) So I ended up getting a really like better time than I even wanted. I wanted to get a sub like 3.30 marathon so that I could like have a chance to run the Boston marathon. And I ended up running a 3.17 marathon, which is way better than I even thought like I could. So like that was so empowering for me to be able to do that. And something cool about this, I've never run like a marathon race before. I've only run two previous marathons in training. And the first marathon I ever ran was in September of 2023. I just was like, "Mm, I want to go run a marathon and I'm going to try to get a 3.30 marathon running on a track. No previous like training, maybe like, you know, a few miles throughout the week, just regular running. But I went to a track and absolutely got obliterated. (laughs) Like, I literally collapsed in lane one at mile 15, called Jake and was like, I cannot do this. Like, I'm I'm tossing my cookies right now. Like... So, and then I ended up walking the last, 
11.2 miles of that training on the track, like every, everything hurt in me. And so I was actually a little discouraged. Like I was after that, I was happy I did it, but I was like, dang, that like, just like Jake said, chewed me up and spit me out. Like that was really humbling. And so then I kind of like let it go. I was like, yeah, yay. I ran a marathon. I've always wanted to run a marathon. And then Jake brought up the idea of training for an ultra in November. And then that's when we started kind of distance running again. And so when this marathon came up, like in the middle of our training, I was like, man, this is it. Like, I really, really want to try and prove to myself that I can do this, that like I can do hard things and I'm going to prove to myself and show myself enough respect that I'm going to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I'm going to go freaking run it. Like I'm going to put that on my life resume and I did it. And I'm like so proud of myself. Like, yes, I was probably, I wheeze when I run and it's really annoying. I was probably so freaking loud running. There was uh, there was one of the, our friend we were running with. She, so yeah, the first half you run, you run down, then the half splits off, goes to the finish line. So the second half of the course is the out and back that she's been talking about. And one of our friends said when she passed Tennessee, our friend, she had earphone headphones in and was still able to hear Tennessee wheezing and huffing and puffing from the other side of the road. That's how bad her lungs are. <laughs> it was. It's quite embarrassing, actually. Like, runners, when I'm running behind them, they know. Like, they literally don't even look back. They scoot over for me. Like, <laughs> legit. And, like, they look at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, trust me, it's fine. Like, I just has, have this, like, asthma problem that I'm still working on. I ended up just not packing my inhaler, which I should have. But anyway, it worked out fine. I was absolutely wheezing by the end, but I'm just so proud of myself for finishing that. But pro tip, if you have like exercise induced asthma or whatever, just blast your headphones to like an unhealthy amount till you can't hear your lungs anymore, like you're self-breathing and usually that helps. That's what I had to do the whole time. Like I like, if I hear myself wheezing, it freaks me out. Like it kind of scares me. So I literally was blasting. Like I don't care what I'm blasting. As long as I cannot hear myself breathing, I'm fine. But like moral of the whole story, I'm just proud of myself for coming from September, collapsing mile 15, being like, this is never possible. And then kind of getting myself back up and training. And, like, I'm so excited to see what I can accomplish in the future. Yeah, I'm proud of you, too. You absolutely crushed it out there. Um, yeah, and, like, we weren't even training for, like, speed marathon. We were just trying to just get endurance, like, 50 miles in. And so, like, yeah, I'm proud of you. You crushed it. Thank you so much, Jake. That's <laughs> really sweet. I'm very proud of you, too. I'm proud of both of us. It was something fun to do together and build our relationship. It's something about like going through something really, really hard together, training for it, actually doing it. Like it really does grow your relationship with anybody, spouse. Like if you're going through nursing school, your nursing cohort, that's hard. You that Those are gonna be your best friends forever. So anything hard grows relationships, which is unfortunate sometimes because <laughs> no one likes going through anything hard, but it's always worth it. It's always worth it. And it, like something else I wanted to touch on too was like expectations. For me, I have to be very careful with how I set my goals. Like I talked about this in one of my previous podcasts when I was interviewing both Breck and Mozingo um, and Christopher Blevins, a mountain bike Olympian. 
about goals, there's such a balance between being in the present moment and also having a goal because goals can be so capping and have a ceiling on your effect if you're not careful if all you're focused on is this goal instead of being in the present moment and what your body's feeling at the moment you're not going to reach your full potential and that's something I learned about this marathon I yeah I had a goal I wanted to get a 330 marathon but ultimately I told myself I need to be in the present moment like what is this mile going to do for me like seriously every single mile I had a plan like okay, this mile I'm going to breathe. This mile's a gel. How's my body feeling? This mile is a Gatorade. This mile's a gel. Like this mile, I'm going to catch this pacer. Like each aid station had a goal. Each mile had a goal. Like I broke it down and I just did not focus on how many miles I had left. But ultimately by doing that, I was able to exceed my goal if the whole time I was staring at my watch being like, oh my gosh, I'm five seconds from a 3.30. I cannot stop at all. Like that will freak me out personally and I will do way worse. So if you just focus on your body, what does your body need at this time? And this can apply to anything emotionally, physically. Focus on the present moment and have an end goal in mind. But you also have to focus on the moment. How do you feel like this goes for you, Jake? Yeah, I I think I like the goal part is big for me. But then now that like it's different you, for everybody, yeah, and hearing you talk about it too, I I think living in the present moment makes a big part of it too. Because if I was goal focused, like my goal was, like I said at the beginning, like sub four, and I was hanging with the sub four for like two miles, and I'm like, we are putting, like I can pick it up. And so then, like, I was really listening to my body. And like you said, like, by not focusing on the goal, I was able to achieve so much more than my goal. I do think the goal is important to have, though, because if I didn't have that goal, I would have kept walking at mile, like, 21. When I walked, um, like, half or three-quarters of a mile, if I didn't have the goal, I would have kept walking. And so that goal got me to push up and got me to keep going again. Um, But then focusing on the moment, I was able to listen to my body and go and get faster than I would. If, if I didn't have to walk, if my knees didn't explode, like I said, I, I think I could have got a lot faster than I did because I had so much like juice left in the tank um, that I wasn't able to spend just because like my, my knees, hip flexors, and foot were, were, were limiting me. But well, That's I agree. part of the race though too. Yeah. It's like every aspect. There's so many aspects to running that people think it's just your legs. When I'm like, yeah. For me, my hindering is my stomach and my lungs. For Jake, it's his knees and his ankles and his foot. <laughs> so it's like, there's like racing is so much more than just your legs. It's like every aspect. But yeah, I agree. I think goals are extremely important, but I also think that there's a fine balance between listening to your body and staying in the present moment. I agree. I think that just staying the present moment is truly key, but also having a goal in mind and just finding the balance. And I believe that everyone's probably different. Some people need that goal up in front to push them. But for me, it almost overwhelms me and I just have to break it down into like baby steps. What am I feeling at this moment? How do I make the most out of this very moment? One last thing I wanted to touch on was how cool is it that that many people got together 
that many people wanted to improve themselves that many people wanted to push themselves we were all in it together like that's so cool like i've never experienced a race like an official race i've always just run on my own but it was honestly like so awesome to see that many people wanting to improve themselves and wanting to get better and wake up at four at the crack of dawn and wait in the freezing cold so that we could all run our own race like that's pretty that is so cool and then to see the community involvement like it makes me think of like how many other ways can we involve each other and empower each other to do better and to push ourselves to be better like people made signs like you've got this or like funny signs that honestly make me laugh but my favorite was the like mario had the little like Oh, yeah. The mushroom guy to tap for power up. And so I just yeah. slap it every time we ran past. I definitely slapped that every time. And there was one time it was like towards the end that I was like, I'm so tired, but I like air slapped it. Like, <laughs> I really want to tap that, but I just don't have the energy to run over there right now. But that was a fun sign. But overall, it's just such a cool experience. So uplifting. So many like lessons that I want to apply to my life of running this marathon and community involvement and setting your own goals and your own races and listening to your body and pushing yourself through what you thought you couldn't do. Like Jake, TBH, I don't think I could have done that. Like I say that right now and I probably could push myself through because I am building like my stamina and, you know, I'm building that mental toughness, but that's hard so I'm really proud of you but Jake is also going to the doctors tomorrow and probably going to be put in a cast so uh, let's pray for Jake but overall like it was just such a great experience yeah I I agree I think like the big thing for me one the the amount of people there the community was insane it was awesome like we said like Wilmington showed up it was great but for me I was so impressed at what when your mind decides that it's not going to quit how much you're able to do like I never, I hate running. I've always hated running. And now I, I just ran a marathon and I busted up my legs and it's finished. Cause my, like my brain knew like, I'm not gonna stop. Like I will not stop until I hit mile 26.2. Yeah, I might walk a little, but I will not stop moving until I finish this race. So once your brain decides that it will not give up, it will adapt and you can do some incredible things. Like we are all capable of so much more than we think we are. Cause I think a lot of times we sell ourselves short and we stop when things get hard, but when things get hard, that's not the ending. Like that's, that's just right when it's getting started. And so that was a big takeaway that I had. Another one too was, it was just interesting. Like when you just caught up to the pacer, like one of them, like, Oh, I'm at the, cause like I said, I started with the four hours. I'm like, I'm feeling really good. Caught up to the 350. And when I was with the 350s, I was like, okay, I caught up to him. Let's slow down a little. I'm like, wait a second. Like I can't slow down. Like time, time keeps going no matter what. It's like in life, like even if you hit your goal, you can't stop. Like time's going to just keep on going. There's, you, you just got to keep going and, and hitting your next goal. And even if you have a setback, time's not going to stop for you. Life's not going to stop for you. You always have to keep pushing and moving forward and just finishing out whatever you're doing. And you continue to get better, and that pace will eventually get easy for you yeah. when you practice more. So yeah, it may I, be hard in the moment, but then once you continue and kind of settle in, you're like, okay, time to move up, you know? Yeah, because when I, when I got there, I, I had to have been running faster than them in order to catch them. And then once I catch them, my pace was able to slow down. 
a little bit and we I matched theirs and so then yeah after a while I like settled in and was comfortable I'm like all right I'm good now let's go grab the next one let's go catch the 340 um but then I, I had some knee problems <laughs> but, but that was playing in my head I was going to but <laughs> the knees exploded at that point so well we had so much fun training for this ultra that we wanted to do this spring or summer the training was definitely more enjoyable than the marathon <laughs> we did enjoy the training we got up so early together before work and school every day it was so fun to do that together but we have to announce that we will be putting that on the back burner for right now we definitely want to do one at some point but with jake's foot we're putting that on the back burner but we will do it at some point we just need to heal ourselves. <laughs> I think we we went hamburglers at the marathon, but it was so much fun. I'm so glad we did it. But overall, such a great experience. Highly recommend training, pushing your mind to the limits. It helps in every aspect of your life. Like makes you happy, gets gets you having a goal, gets you motivated. So many great things. And I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. We had so much fun making it. Obviously, lots of laughs. Um, and we'll see you next week. See everyone.